Hello and welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is where we talk about money, investing and all things personal finance. I'm your host, Peter Kamalafe, and it is my mission to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Now, with living costs continuing to rise, Money Hub on a mission to engage and empower its customers to take control of their finances and improve their financial wellness. Money Hub provides a central space to see all your accounts and assets so you know exactly what's coming in and exactly what's going out. You can connect your current account credit cards, investments, pensions, savings, mortgages, and loans, all with ease, allowing you to have a clear view of all of your accounts within one platform. Once connected, Money Hub will help you learn to manage your money better with simple, actionable steps. You can analyze your spending, pay off your debt, see how your investments are performing, and also set yourself personal spending goals. If you're a homeowner, you can connect your property and see up-to-date property valuations. And if you rent, you can report your rent payments to Experian, giving your credit score a boost. Money Hub has been named in the FinTech Power 50 Trailblazer cohort and has the widest range of connections available in the UK. To get started, download the app today and take advantage of a free six-month trial with no automatic renewal, which means you get to choose whether you want to continue or not after trial. With Money Hub, small improvements lead to big achievements, whether it's paying off debt, boosting your savings, or monitoring your investment. Money Hub makes money management simple and convenient. You can download today on the Apple Store or Google Play. There is a link in the show notes. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as always. So this episode is going to be an extension of the episode last week. And I apologize, it was quite a somber episode. I felt like that after recording, but it it was one of those situations where there was so much just news coming out that week that I was tracking. And um, I think that it feels as though we've had a U-turn. And I don't say that because it's a it's a pun, <laughs> but we have had a bit of a U-turn in our situation. But even with that U-turn, there are potentially new issues that we need to deal with. And so what I'd like to do in this episode is maybe just recap some of that stuff from last week, just to bring context to to the conversation, because I think context is is important. And more importantly, talk about how um, maybe there are some practical tips that we can take on board that we can implement right now to help our situation. I'm a firm believer that the earlier you start to plan for something, the better prepared you're going to be. And I think this is a prime example of an instance where preparation is going to be absolutely key. So if you didn't dial into the podcast last week. Um, maybe you should go and go and listen to last week's episode. Um, but here's a little bit of an overview. So as you know, we had the mini budget, the mini budget did not go down well at all. The main point of contention was the 45p tax cut that the toys were proposing for the highest earners in the country. That then had a negative impact on the pound because essentially, the markets looked at the situation and said, well, not only are you looking to borrow billions upon billions of pounds to, number one, help households with energy bills, you know, capping that unit price at 2500 for the average household, but you're also giving a tax cut to highest earners. And that brought into question the government's ability to pay back the debt that they're essentially taking on board to, you know, facilitate all of these programs that lacking confidence or knocking confidence I should say 
had a knock-on effect to the pound. Now, when the pound fell against the dollar, because most things on the markets are bought in dollar, it meant that actually the true cost of those things increased because, well, the pound is now weaker. That in itself is inflationary. Remember, inflation is the increase in the cost of goods and services around us. And that then means that the Bank of England, our central bank, then should step in with interest rate hikes. Now, the previous week, they had already put up the interest rate again to 2.25%. So there was this panic almost around, okay, what do we actually do? Now, the the Bank of England could have uh, intervened with an emergency interest rate hike to take up the interest rates a little bit further to combat inflation. But there was a consensus that maybe not that wouldn't have done much for the pound. So what they did instead is they basically initiated a buy-in program to buy government guilt, so government debt, UK government guilt. And that has stabilised the pound. So last week, at middle of the, the week last week, Wednesday, Thursday, the pound was up to uh, a pound and 13 pence to the dollar. I think it closed just at one pound and 10 pence to the dollar at the end of the week. Now, the buying program that the Bank of England put into place ends, I think it ended on Friday, actually. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to the pound this week. Does it stay at £1.10 or does it continue to slide now that that buying program is stopped from the Bank of England? Now, that's a little bit of context. I'm sure that you've all noted and did note during the week that the Tories then U-turned on the 45p tax break for the highest earners in this country. That, in part, has helped with the value of the pound, propping it up at pound and pence last week. Now, that U-turn itself caused, I guess, a positive reaction in the markets, but it has had a knock-on effect. When the 45p piece to the ledger to the uh, mini budget I should say was announced one of the things that happened was the banks the lenders started to pull their mortgage rates I think altogether they pulled around about 1,700 mortgage mortgages altogether that's a lot that's the highest in history since records began and those came off the market in a matter of you know a few days Now, what's happened since then is we've started to see those mortgage rates come back online, but they are now a lot higher than where they were. So just to bring context to the mortgage rate side of things, the mortgage rates are based on interest rates, Bank of England base rate, right? The forecast was that the Bank of England base rate may be around about four, four and a half percent interest rates will be around about there roughly. That number is now five and a half climbing to six percent, which means that People who have mortgages or who are going to be applying for mortgages are going to see a significant rise in their mortgage rates moving forward. Now, again, context is very important. Just as an example, my mortgage is fixed at 1.49%. So if I were to be mortgaged and my mortgage comes up in November 2023, I could potentially be looking at mortgages at 5 6%. So that's that's 5 times four to five times the current rate right now and that means that you're going to see the proportionate multiple on your mortgage payments as well and this right there what i've just described 
is going to be an issue moving forward because it feels as though we've swapped what I wouldn't actually even say swapped actually what we've basically done is we're now contending with high energy costs high fuel costs high food costs and now we're going to be looking at high mortgage costs as well and it didn't help last week on the energy side that OPEC decided to cut uh, oil production by 2 million barrels a day. That's going to hurt even further when it comes to fuel cost. So there's a lot going on here, essentially. We are potentially going to be facing a situation where people are not only going to be struggling with energy costs, food costs, fuel costs, but also now mortgage costs. Now, I did a number of lives on YouTube last week, really kind of, you know, trying to shake the tree, trying to raise the alarm for us all to pay attention to our finances right now and i i gave this uh comparison to 2007 2008 that's something that i guess a lot of us will remember so back in 2007 2008 the markets fell by 52 percent and yes people were struggled back then it was difficult but one of the things that people had back then was disposable income they weren't necessarily leveraged to the point where they weren't able to survive when the markets finally crashed. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we're going to see, because I don't think we will. I think we're in a completely different place. I think the market's a little bit stronger, a little bit more resilient. I think the property market, to a certain extent, is also a little bit more resilient than it was back in 2007, 2008. The reasons why the market crashed back then was because of subprime mortgages and, and uh, loose dealings by the banks. We don't necessarily have that as part of the equation right now. The issues are supply chain, uh, inflation, energy. Those are the main problems that we're facing alongside the fact that you know for the longest time assets have been overvalued by quite some bit so we do a correction however with that being said back in 2007 2008 like i've just mentioned people had disposable income that keeps people afloat that stops people from going into really difficult financial situations because they know that they can tighten their belt because they have disposable income at their disposal Hmm, disposal twice there but you know what i'm saying this is where it's different this time if you think about everything that's happened this year what we've had to deal with is energy prices increasing food prices increasing fuel prices increasing we've seen interest rates go up which has meant that mortgage rates have gone up and that has essentially squeezed people's disposable income so what we're looking at here is we're looking at possible market correction alongside the fact that people have less disposable income with the real risk that interest rates are going to continue to rise for the next 12 months at least maybe even 24 months there is a consensus out there at the moment that the age of low interest rate is gone all of the analysts are saying it those are the forecast and if this isn't already obvious let me paint out the problem so we've just established we've been squeezed for disposable income interest rates are going to go up mortgage rates are going to go up now you may think that that only impacts people who have mortgages but that's not necessarily true as landlords begin to struggle with 
repayments begin to realize that actually the, their rental yield is being reduced because of interest rates and increase in mortgage payments, it is very, very likely that they're going to increase rent on renters. So this is something that is going to impact everybody. I know that they've just passed the law in Scotland or they were thinking about passing the law on Scotland, stopping landlords from increasing rents as a result of costs just going up. I think they put a cap on it or something like that if they haven't completely banned it. I don't think we're going to have that here in the UK, but it may be much needed protection for people who are renting at this point in time as we anticipate that mortgage rates are going to soar over the next 12 months. So what we're finding here is no disposable income, interest rates going to increase. And unfortunately, we have had households, individuals laden themselves quite significantly with debt, car payments, personal loans, credit cards, overdrafts, so on and so forth. And I will talk about that a bit later on in this podcast. But I thought this background is really, really important for the context of where we are right now. So what are the practical tips that I want to basically share in this episode? Now, I've already spoken a number of times on this podcast about the fact that it's really important that if you do have a mortgage, you think about fixing your costs right now. And if you do have your mortgage uh, set to to run out uh, in the next 12 months, there's two million of you, two million households, mortgages that are going to be uh, coming up for renewal between now and uh, the end of 2023. Well, it may be it might be a good idea to have a look at paying the early repayment charge. But if you don't want to do that, one of the things that I think is crucially important right now is to see if you can make overpayments so that when you do get around to remortgaging and the rates have gone up, you essentially have less that you're remortgaging, therefore reducing your cost quite a bit. That's tip number one, really. The second thing that I really want to talk about, which I think is is crucial. And this is debt. I think now is the time to really be hot on making sure that you have a debt repayment strategy that is that works first and foremost for you, but is also sustainable. What do I mean by that? You need to try and find a way where if you do have credit cards, personal loans, overdrafts, those kind of, you know, car finance, trying to structure them in a way that gives you long-term, I guess, not just financial relief from a monthly basis, but sets you up for an affordable repayment that you can keep paying regardless of what happens to interest rates or how tightly your disposable income uh, gets because of inflation and the cost of things going up around you. So how would you go about doing this? Well, if you do have a credit card or credit cards, now would be the time to really have a look at 0% balance transfers and seeing if you can get that balance on your credit card onto an interest-free period because that period of time where you're not paying the interest, you obviously keep your payments high to pay down the debt, that is going to help you in the long run, really, because any money that you're paying towards interest on debts right now could be better used either you know, to pay down the debt or just to prop you up on a monthly basis. So, 0% balance transfer cards, 
I guess are a almost a no-brainer if you're in that position at the moment where you've got a number of credit cards that are on a high interest rate or just on a, an interest rate where you are you you are paying the interest on a monthly basis. Let's make better use of that money. On the second thing on debt that I that I would want to kind of encourage people to do is to think about consolidation. Now, consolidation can be done. So, for example, if you do have like a an overdraft or you have a credit card uh, and you have car finance, maybe, for example, right, you may decide, right, let's get this onto one payment that might give you a lower rate of interest than having them separately because typically with a credit card if you're paying an interest rate you're going to have your your interest rate there might be you know 24% something like that if you have an overdraft where your overdraft is going to be about 39.9% uh, roughly so getting onto one payment structure that will be cheaper for you could be a really really good option for you now you could decide to do this via personal loan so with a personal loan depending on how much you're borrowing the interest rate will be lower because if you're borrowing a large amount, you'll probably get in single digit uh, interest rates, so 7.9, 8.9, 9.9, something like that. With a personal loan, one of the advantages that you're going to have there is that actually, you know what, it's a termed repayment vehicle. So you know you're taking out this loan for two, three, four, five years, and you know that all of the interest is calculated in, you know what that is day one, but you know, but the end of the term, you've paid off the debt completely. So looking at something like this could be really, really good just to bring your cost down. Now, if you do have a mortgage and you are on the property ladder, you have equity in your property, the other way you could consider consolidating your debt is to put it onto the mortgage now a word of warning here though whilst the mortgage will typically be cheaper for you on a interest rate uh, perspective so if you're looking at a personal loan it's offering you know 8.9 you're probably going to get a mortgage maybe at three four five percent so the interest rate will be lower which means that your monthly repayment should be lower depending on how long you have left on your mortgage but here's the rub if you consolidate onto a mortgage and you've got, say, 20 years, 10, 15 years to go, you're likely over the long term going to pay more interest than if you did it on a personal loan. But the difference in monthly payments putting it onto a mortgage versus a, versus a personal loan can be quite staggering. It could be quite a lot. I remember I did a consolidation for a couple uh, when I was advising, and I think we consolidated something like £30,000 across a number of credit cards onto their mortgage. And when you compare what they were paying on the credit cards every single month and what that added to the mortgage payment, the difference was in the region of four to five hundred pounds a month. It is it's really, really powerful when you do it on a mortgage if you are lucky enough to do that. But again, just make sure that you are speaking to professionals so that you can understand what the numbers are and the fact that over the lifetime of a mortgage, you're probably going to be paying more interest. That's one really big thing to bear in mind. So that's a debt, you know. Other things that I just want to share with you is, look, I say this all the time and I know it sounds boring, but, you know, trying to make sure you've got an emergency fund of some kind behind you is crucial right now. And it doesn't matter whether it's £100 or £200 or £300, you will just feel better about the situation knowing that you've got some money set aside that you can call upon that will prevent you from using credit cards and overdrafts and 
other kinds of debt that it will essentially cost you more money in the long run. So trying to build that is really, really important. Um, and I just think it's going to pay a lot of dividends for you in the future if you're able to cultivate the habit where you are putting money aside on a monthly basis, working towards an emergency fund or anything else for that matter. Then it could be 10, 20, 30 pounds a month. But getting into that habit is absolutely crucial right now. The la last thing I guess that I just want to share with you guys is, you know, look, I think it's really important that we that we wake up and smell the coffee here. We're entering into potentially a very, very difficult situation for a lot of families, a lot of households, a lot of individuals from a financial point of view. We are going to be really, really squeezed. I mean, I'm looking at my mortgage repayments at the moment and potentially going up I need to I need to pay the early repayment charge, maybe fix into something. The best rate that I've found for myself is something like three point three point seven three percent is the lowest that I found. That was last week. Um, I need to have a look at what they're going to be currently. But I think it's really important that we start to forecast into the future. And maybe this is something for people who have may, maybe only just bought their first home and they've got a 90% loan to value mortgage. Um, and they've really kind of, you know, gone for a mortgage that they feel is kind of at the top of their budget and it was already tight. It's really, really important right now that you get down with, you know, what you've got coming in, what you've got going out and you tighten those belts. If you can increase the level of income that you have coming in your house now would be the time to do that it could be via side hustles copywriting i don't know videography photography walking the dog renting out your parking space whatever it is we have to try and focus on bringing more money in right now because as disposable income is squeezed and interest rates go up you're going to need additional income. It's going to be the difference between going into debt and staying afloat. So please consider that there are lots of things that you could do um, as side hustles to increase your income. Maybe I need to do an episode on that specifically. But I think it's really important that we pay attention to what's going on and keep an ear to the ground in terms of news. I don't want to sound too morbid, but I really, really, really do worry that we're going to enter into a situation that people have been describing to me from back in the 70s when mortgage rates were in the double digits. You know, if, if inflation, according to the forecast, does hit 12, 13, 14% next year, we are in for a very bumpy ride because if that happens, interest rates are going to rise significantly. And so I just want everyone to be prepared to, to sit down with your finances now, cut fat, think pragmatically and think about worst case scenarios It's better to be prepared than not prepared at all right and I think at this point in time that's the mindset we should all have right now we should prepare for the best prepare for the worst and hope for the best and you know what if if everything works out okay then it's something that we haven't missed we haven't uh you know um we haven't missed a trick we can forget about the worst case scenario planning and we can enjoy life as we intended. But I think it will be foolish of us not to think worst case scenario right now and start to plan for higher interest rates and generally things getting more expensive. But um, that's the episode for this week. I hope that you found this useful. If you do have questions, by all means, reach out to me on Instagram. I'll speak to you next week. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.